Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. Uh, Kylie Miller here, and today I'm joined with Mr. R.L. Frazier and Dennis Burns. Um, And I guess today we're going to first start talking about uh, what everybody's seeing in their parishes. So Dennis, R.L., any y'all want to get started? All right. um, R.L., you talking about you started at the top at Arkansas, work your way south, and then I'll... Okay. Uh, This rain we got from the tropical storm was much needed. Uh, Rain amounts varied anywhere from an inch to three inches. Uh, hadn't had a chance yet to really get out and ride. Didn't, we didn't have a lot of wind that I seen during the actual tropical storm as it came over. Mm-hmm. Yesterday afternoon, we had, I seen some corn. It didn't break over, but it was laid over at a 45 degree angle just from the wind. Constant wind on it yesterday afternoon. But as soon as the wind quit, it, it stood right back up. We had more wind. I reckon what I was getting to. We had more wind yesterday afternoon after the tropical storm that we did here. Mm-hmm. Rain amounts, like I said, anywhere from an inch to three inches. Uh, crops is looking as good as I've ever seen them as a general rule. Uh, cotton, corn, soybeans, rice, everything is looking great. Need to continue on. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, and that's kind of where uh, you come down to Tinsall Parish. Um, same thing. I mean, we had the rains varied. In my house in Waterproof, I got nine tenths. Here at the station, we got an inch and a quarter. Uh, you go up towards above Newton, they got two plus. It mm-hmm. just kind of varied uh, kind of how those bands went across. Some of them came through last night. There was a lot of thunder, but it wasn't a whole lot of rain. You see, we didn't get any rain last night yeah. that I was aware of. Yeah, it, they were some bands came through. It was a lot, a lot of thunder when they came by my house, but there wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of rain in it. Mm-hmm. And then, but overall, the crops, the corn's tasseling, corn looks good. This was a good rain for it. On some of this heavy land, dry land corn, I would have liked to have had that three inches they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, but it got a nice little rain. Um, cotton looks good. It's growing. We had some trouble with thrips in May. Seemed to pop up in middle May on the older cotton. Uh, there was some sprayed. Uh, soybeans are looking good. We've pretty much got everything planted. Uh, probably the one thing that rice looks good too. The one thing that comes up right here more of right now, and Kylie's really experienced with this. She she's closely associated with this. All right. Deer damage. Deer da- oh. We got it here on the station. We're putting up electric fence today on the station. We've got one test that's been planted, I know, twice, maybe three times, and uh, it will be planted one more time. But the electric fence is going up today. A lot of other producers, I know I've signed uh, orders from wildlife fisheries. You've signed permits. I've signed several. Still got folks looking. And so I've looked at damage, and we have to go, and we have to look at the damage. And... uh, We'll ask Kylie what firsthand experience is on their place. <laughs> so, but that's probably the one thing that, I mean, we always have some, but this year it seems like it's just everywhere. Yeah. And um, so, but other than that, 
we're rolling along pretty good. Yeah, like pretty I said, good. you know, the, the uh, I thought about this when you said rice a while ago. Prior to the rain, we actually had some young rice that had not been fertilized, or had just got the levees pulled, had no water on it. That was actually first thought it was a drift. The more we looked, it was too uniform. We're there, you know, playing around with it. Dustin Harold's up with us, looking at it. Decided it just needed a good drink of water. So, and it, but it'll take it a, a week and a half to dry out to get to where it's at. <laughs> Back in when they were like 40. Yeah. Well, uh, down a black land turn road, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just don't go in there every day. Well, and I want, since you said row right, rice, don't want row right. Row rice, we have row rice in West Tensaw Parish. And this year, they did some last year. There was a producer out there did some. He, he made a machine to do it. It's, and what they did was they took a roller and they put, basically, they took iron and they wrapped it every, some of them are 76. Everybody's got their own version. Some of them are 76, some of them are 38. And they made a, a V kind of to where, and what they're doing, and I looked at two different growers out there last week where they planted it. And then they rolled it and they planted it a little bit of an angle. One of them planted an angle, one of them planted straight. And then they roll it behind the planter and it cuts these V trenches. They're about, I don't know, three or four inches deep, maybe five or six inches wide on top. The one that planted straight, he had rice in the bottom of his come up, coming up because they just mashed the seed down in there with it. The other one, his goes at an angle. And they're using that to carry their water. They're planting flat and cutting grooves to carry the water. Looks like a really good system. Um, I know they did some last year work great and more and more people are doing it that I hear of. I know several were built in Concordia Parish, Tinsall, Madison. So it's something new. Our farmers are always innovators. They're always thinking of something new. So now Kylie, you tell <laughs> us about Catahoula Concordia. <laughs> you got new responsibilities. So. Yeah, yeah, we we starting a new fresh week with that. Um, but yeah, same as y'all. I, I gotta say the corn looks great. I'm really optimistic about where the corn's at. It looks really good. That rain hit it just right, um, and the beans look good too. That that was a good timing. But we got anywhere. I hadn't heard uh, about the rain totals over in Catahoula yet. But I've been hearing over here anywhere from one inch to two inches, kind of depending plus or minus a little. I mean, it just, just depended on where you fell at in one of those, I guess, bands as it was coming across. But in town yesterday here at Vidalia at the office, I mean, the streets were flooded. It, it rained so hard you couldn't see, you know, five feet in front of you. So it was carrying a lot of rain. It just depended on where you were at. Um, you know, Mr. Ariel was talking about the wind. It was, it was really windy. I don't, I hadn't heard of any corn being down, but I can tell you our sweet corn patch laid down yesterday. So it was enough wind to do that. Um, but I'm sure I hadn't heard of any bad, anything bad as far as that goes in corn. But, um, but yeah, everything looks great. Um, it was good to get a rain. We, were, we needed a rain. We were getting ready to think about starting watering beans around here. And um, so that, that timing worked out really good. Um, but yeah, the corn the corn crop looks really good. I'm excited about it. Um, but that's that's kind of where we're at right now. So hopefully, hopefully dry, I two sets of moisture sensors out, uh, and it was amazing how dry it was getting. I mean, it it was one almost to the desert mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but yeah. we 
we got them both fully recharged and we're ready for another couple of days of no rain yeah we needed that rain it was it was time for one um and just to say what dennis was saying other yeah we've got some bad deer damage <laughs> so not yeah. just me but i was talking to a guy yesterday at lunch uh, he's down south monterey area and it's worst as it's as worst as they've ever had it so it's um i guess you know it's always something but they're eating the corn to the ground that's that's to me is the thing that i can't get over I, you just think they would they wouldn't mow corn down like that we're talking about big stalks and they just eat it to the ground nothing i've seen that in my house and i think in, in discussion now this is just there's no experts in this this is just farmers talking people talking and we're thinking the common the common thought is we've had river up the mississippi's been up for two years basically mm -hmm. the deer came from across the levee they came over you know spread out year before last they actually had fawns here on our side of the levee and we see it here at the station we've always had a little damage here at the station but we've got bad this year having to put this electric fence up and all to try and keep them out and it's those deer don't know across the levee so they're not going back they can't go back anyway because uh the river's up now. It's, it, I mean, I don't know what it is, 50 feet now, I think. It's about 50 feet. It's, somewhere it. So the river's still up. They can't go back. So they're just taking up. We just moved the herd from across the levee over on us with all the accompanying problems. You know, and Cali won't take them all in. Yeah. You know. You know, I had hopes you know, at one time. I don't keep up with the river stages, Kylie, for a report. I got a well up there in East Carroll Parish that's real close to the river. When it starts flowing, you didn't start telling me how high the river is. Well, I noticed a couple of weeks ago it was just about to stop free flowing. Everybody's getting excited. The river was coming down. About three days later, it was geysering again. Mm -hmm. River, everybody was talking about the river coming up. Last year, it free flowed. They didn't plant that field last year, but it free flowed to the 25th day of July. I don't doubt it. It looks like it's going again. I tell you, the the weirdest or wildest thing I was talking about is that when you're coming into St. Joe right there, when you pass Locust Ridge where it was flowing mm -hmm. out of the side of that hill. Yeah. That's That makes me uncomfortable about the levee system. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a, really close to the levee. I don't like yeah. it. So. it um, there's a place, what she's talking about already, south right above locust ridge going between waterproof and st joe right on 65 and it's big old there's two big ridges and they're green because water flowing is flowing out of those just literally just flowing outside the ridge down there in, in that bottom i mean it's probably what 30 30 something acres in there mm -hmm. I, mean, it's, yeah. I would guess we don't have as much flooding in catahoula this year as we had last year but i bet we're probably still in that well, you figure 30,000 acres, 40,000 acres of seep water grant. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's all yeah. that, all time you take in from East Carroll down. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't lose as much this year, but we still lost a good percentage of what we had last year. That's what and I would say. Just got planted last week. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, some of it, yeah, didn't get out. And I know some was planted. They got in some early, and they mudded, basically mudded it in and lost it when the river shot back up a little more and lost I've it. I've seen that up there in, in East Carol. They planted up to the water, turned, mm -hmm. went around it, planted on the other side of it. Uh, and then the river started coming back up, and you could see that just they, the, the ground getting darker yeah. as it moved back out, and then this rain just finished it off. Yeah, but it comes up, the deer are gonna eat. So that's right. You just I can't win. You can't win. I, I feel I really sympathize. Yeah. Uh, well, what's what's going on on Dicamba? What are y'all hearing? Where are we at? You got I had low. Yeah. <laughs> We got a new well. Let me say got a this. new ruling. We got we had a ruling. We did a thing with. Let me pull it up. Let's see. We did a thing with Daniel last week, and it, last week, what was that? That was Friday. We did the podcast Friday with mm -hmm. Daniel. Yeah, I mean that was it. it that was, was it. It was you couldn't you couldn't do anything with that camera. You couldn't apply it. You couldn't do anything with it. As of a ruling that came out yesterday from the EPA, you if you have dicamba bought before the june 3rd ruling by the courts you can use that on your crops for the for the label you can follow the label and use it on the labeled crop until, until july the 20th i think is the cutoff some, date somewhere july there's a date in there i'm not positive it cuts that. everything off but you can use up the supplies that you have that you've already purchased prior to June 30th. Of course, you can purchase anything after June 30th, so it didn't right. Jeff, June 3rd, excuse me. They cannot sell or manufacture or sell after it, June after 3rd. June 3rd. So you can go and use up what you have, but that's it. So, and then uh, I don't know where it's going to go after that. Just uh, it will allow producers some, some flexibility. And so, aren't they they're trying to get a Section 18 for us? I think uh, that's what I I've heard that. I've heard that. And I've heard Mississippi's doing it, Arkansas, pretty much everybody's yeah, trying, everybody to, is yeah. trying to get Section 18. Yeah. Now, depending on how long that takes, normally they take a couple months. So I don't know, it may be sped up. They might, you know, I don't really know. That's We'll just have to wait and see. The biggest thing is if you have some dicamba, you can go ahead and put it out according to the label, follow the label and use it like responsibly and get it put out um, after that you can't get any more so yeah. be particular where you put it out without yeah. where you need it yeah and uh, so that's that's all on dot camera so that i know of. so yeah i can't remember if it was last night i read it or first thing this morning that you know the new ruling so yeah, yeah. So, but let's talk. Let's talk about something, Kylie. Let's let's talk about something else here. Just get off of something bad with Doctor. No, so. We need to get on something good. We're going to talk about something good. We're still we're not shut in anymore. We are some. I mean, we're we're basically working, but we don't have. We can't have groups greater than twenty five, and we can't have meetings are restricted somewhat. But we can. One thing we're doing is we're doing a. Everybody knows we did the. Wheat note field day virtually. We're gonna have uh, you got a whole list of what we're gonna do virtual. To, yeah. To, um, well, starting Friday, we're gonna have a, a small little scout school and gonna try to get that recorded. 
and put that out there. So um, that's, you know, don't think of it as if you need to be a consultant. If you're a farmer and you're interested in wanting to know more about checking your own crops or what to look for, um, check that out. That's going to be on our YouTube channel and um, you can kind of follow along with that. Um, let's see, uh, Jason Holmes is doing the Beef Brunch series. I think they release a new episode once a week. Um, it's been pretty good. I think I watched the one, it was Sieb. Sieb did one on army worms in a pasture. It was, it was really good. So if anybody wants any of that, links for that, just shoot us an email or a text or a call and we'll get that in your hands. Dean Lee's doing a virtual field day. Um, and so is the Rice Research Station. I assume those are going to be at, I guess, the same time they they're gonna have the field days. I see. The, uh, the rice one is supposed to be whatever day it was set originally is supposed to be that day. Uh -huh. The Dean Lee, I don't think they've set a date. I don't. I hadn't heard one. I hadn't seen one come across my email about a date. But I do know they are planning one. Yes, they're they're in the process of planning it, um, and working on getting stuff together for it. Uh, that's all I know. Yeah, and they're, and they're doing it uh, a row crop version. They're doing a, I guess, a cattle version, and then they're doing a horticulture version version of it too, if I if I remember right. Okay, um, I had heard that. Uh, well, I just I just know that Sarah was planning something on horticulture. So, but but more information about that'll be be out in the next couple of weeks, and we'll know more about what they're doing in the central region. Um, but up here um, at the Northeast Research Station. I think y'all are trying to put together a few little videos and stuff. Um, I guess not still day, I guess, but just what's going on on the station, different plots and a way for you to see what's going on, what y'all are doing on the station. So yeah, we're going to look at, we're going to look at some different things and it'll be small, like little, little videos. Uh, I know we got one, we're going to try to do one and we're going to try and do them live and record them. Okay. And we've got one, Donnie Miller's got some really good stuff on uh, teaweed control because as we've learned, dicamba necessarily, teaweed's hard to kill. You're right. Dicamba's not 100% on it. Yes. And so they were working, he was he's doing some stuff, some program uh, weed control in soybeans. And he told me this morning they will make their next application next week. So the following week. We'll be, uh, we may try to do something live with him and then we'll record it, put it on our YouTube channel. We'll develop a playlist just for that. And then we're also going to do something on uh, 60 inch cotton. Aurel and I've got uh, with Dr. Josh Copes, we've got some 60 inch cotton with and without a cover crop. And it actually looks pretty good. Pretty good. Except that green spot I missed when I sprayed it. But yeah. uh, that's not a missed spot, it's a check spot. Oh, is that the check? That's well, the check let strip. me tell you what, there's a lot of weeds in that check. Um, and <laughs> so you've done a good job. Uh, you just had to leave that to verify. Well, yeah, well, I mean, we've you got... How it uh, works if you don't have something to check? That's true. Well, we've got row rice. Um, we'll have fertigation and some different things. Um, here again, Josh Copes and RL and myself, uh, we're involved with that. Uh, and we've got some other things coming up, looking around, uh, where we can uh, do some. These won't be. These will kind of be like little small workshops that we can talk about, and then people can go back and review them. So yeah. Anyway, we got things going on here at the Northeast Research Station too. Yeah, and and 
we'll get whenever we get it recorded, put together, or decide to do a live, we'll we'll put that out on every all our I guess email, Facebooks, Twitter. What all are we on now? <laughs> all the informational outlets that we can get it on, so y'all can get your hands on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's all I know that's going on. Uh, I know y'all wanted to talk about some of the stuff that's been going on gardening-wise, uh, what issues we have, what we've been seeing. I've been getting a lot of calls on blossom end rot on tomatoes. I don't know about y'all. That's that's mm -hmm. where the like when you see the end of the tomato kind of rottening. Uh, it's usually that's what uh, it's a calcium deficiency. Uh, been getting a lot of calls on that. Back a couple weeks ago, we were getting, I was getting a lot of calls on uh, downy mildew on um, on squash plants. So the leaves look kind of like spe speckling and stuff like that. That's what that is. And then, Mr. RL, you were talking about bullseye, right, on tomatoes that you well, were you calls on? I hadn't got any yet, uh -huh. but I was wondering on some of the, maybe some later planted tomatoes. Yeah. Because bullseye comes up from the soil splashed up by the dirt yeah you're uh, the one that actually taught me about that ma'am you're the one that actually taught me that disease yeah it only you only see it on the lower clusters yeah. and it bounces up out of the soil i had an old 30 years ago an old retired county agent when i first went to work taught me i couldn't figure out what it was and he was sitting in his reclining chair at home, and I called it when, when I called him, asked, "Could I bring it over? I need some help." And sure, boy, bring it on in. <laughs> Got up, he's sitting back in his reclining chair, and I walked in before he even got to me. He said, "Oh, it's bullseye." <laughs> well, every time I get a call and it's bullseye, I think about you because you're the one that you're the one that taught me what that looked like. Hey, that's what we do. Is we teach one another. We, mm -hmm. we can't know it all. Don't go retiring on me or anything. You got a lot to teach me. <laughs> Gotta learn fast. No, no he ain't going anywhere. No, no, we're not gonna let you go. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Tell you another thing. I had a call on the other day. Uh, actually, was within a family member. Was real disappointed. The squash they would get about two inches long and then just fall off. That's. Pollination. Pollination. That's uh, or it's too close. Pollination uh, is what this one was. Uh, they just and I learned that from from Kiki, uh, Kiki a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, I was just loaded up with squash and they'd fall off, load up and fall off. And you she told me you just wasn't picking them quick enough. No, I can't pick them <laughs> that little. Two inches. Squash uh, fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon my wife could have took them and pickled them and had pickled squash. That's probably like pretty good. That's good. Yeah. I like pickled squash. Or you just take them and you slice them in half, and Ann puts a little butter and cheese on them and runs them in the oven, you know, under the brawler. And that's uh, pretty good, too. Yeah. So, and these are little tender ones, are the ones she usually cooks. So, uh, uh, oh, one thing we hadn't talked about, but we've got a new something coming out. And we'll be going to be reporting on it, mostly on Twitter. Yeah. I guess Twitter or email. We'll probably send email. We'll probably mention it on here too. We'll We've got now, everybody out there has to understand the coronavirus kind of threw a monkey wrench in our Twitter. I mean, our, I mean, our demo plans because we missed some demos. But we've got an irrigation demo uh, project. project going in. It's going to be multi parish. It's going to be in Catula, Concordia. 
in uh, Kensal. It's going to be in Madison and East Carroll. It's going to be in all the parishes. Um, it's going to be irrigation. We're putting in, we're going to the farmer, giving the farmer a set of sensors. And he'll have a data recorder that is on a cell motor. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them will all be on the same, some of them are all the same type, so they'll all be on the same website, some of them won't. But what we're going to do is we're not going to actually advise the farmer. Unless they want us to. Unless they ask. We're going to let them decide for themselves, watch it. We'll show them how to watch it, show them how to log on, decide when they want to water, and compare with what they're doing themselves on the rest of their fields compared to what the sensors say. And, but it's strictly, I mean, we've got guys lined up that are really interested in this and they're really um, wanting to do it. And this will be a way for them to learn without us telling them. I guess if they ask us, we'll tell them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we want them to just look at it and maybe we can come up, put a good chart together at the end of the season and say, okay, here's where you watered. And and you probably could have waited two more, three more days to have watered mm -hmm. this field. Yeah. And you could have saved a watering, mm -hmm. or you could have waited two days and caught that rain. Well, and, and the, what we're really thinking about is, with the Twitter, is every week we'll actually put out a little chart that says, Tensile sensors say what? Whatever I say, they say 60. Yeah. And we'll, you know, something like that. Concordia says one thing, Catahoula says one thing. So wherever we have them, somebody can pull up our, look at our Twitter account and say, well, Tensile's dry or Tensile, Catahoula's got plenty of rain. Or like RL says, he's already got some of his in. I know you and I are going Tuesday to put some in. And, you know some of the different stage crops and they'll be in there won't be any in corn we miss corn we because miss of corn. because of corona i got one in peanuts though kelly oh cool and we'll i know the one in tensile will be in soybeans uh catahoula is going to be cotton right kylie that's correct yep will it be and it'll be fur irrigated yes right that's okay correct. i don't think we have any under a pivot mm. not for this but um so anyway we've got a, Cotton and soybeans is what it's going in. Uh, we'll have one here on the station. Uh, I got to get it put in. I may try and get it put in tomorrow. But uh, we'll have one here on the experiment station. It'll probably, I don't know what I'm going to put it in, but uh, we may have two. But anyway, uh, it'll be interesting for people just to look and see what the soil moisture levels are. And it'll help for the farmers to teach, I guess, more self-learning. Yeah. Right? And, you know, how we come about this, I reckon, you know, every year about this time, I've had, well, I've had them on folks in the past because I rotate them around. They would call me and start, get any soil sensors out? What do they say? I, I'm thinking I'm, I've been overwatering my corn, but I sure don't think I need to water now. <laughs> you know, so we kind of, they're beginning to pay a little bit of attention to them. So yeah. we, so them having to call, we hopefully get it out to them.
and it's it's a good it's a good learning tool and and all their neighbors and can and well the ones that are on our twitter account they can see where yeah and know where it is and we're not gonna put names on them we just have parishes and they can go and see what theirs is doing and talk to the farmers about them and how they liked them and and everybody would i think pretty much everybody we're dealing with now has never used them right i know Catahoula had and I know Tinsaw had. So we've got people, brand new people that are yeah, using Yeah, well, one guy, this will be his second year. So. Uh, but all the rest of them will all be new. Yeah, so we're looking at that too. Anyway, you got that to look forward to. As soon as we get this all put together. Yeah. <laughs> well, that covers pretty much everything for today. Is that, any, that all y'all want to talk about today or not? I think that's it. I think uh, that's all I can think of. Okay. Well, you're going to talk about, tell them we're going to, you're going to have Trey next week, Trey Price. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Trey Price is going, we're going to record something with him next week. Um, one of the things I know, I know that he's doing is he's, uh, and we've had to reach out around the parish and get stuff for him. Um, he's been going around uh, collecting samples for Northern Corn Leaf Blight. So I'd like to, visit with him a little bit on that and see what's going on there and talk to him a little bit about that project. But, um, but yeah, we're going to have him on next week. And so look forward to getting that recording and put out for y'all and stay tuned. We'll try to get another episode out every week till, till the growing season's over, I guess. So (laughs) we went till November. Well, you weren't here when we quit. So we, you can't, you don't know. You weren't here. We quit last year. But, I went to that side of the world. <laughs> uh, I tried to get them to let us do one in the hospital, but they wouldn't. That's true. He wanted he wanted to do a podcast at bedside, but, you know. I remember. I remember. <laughs> you know, so. uh, my life, it's been fun. I can tell you that much. So <laughs> it gets more fun as they grow older. Oh yeah, you know? it's been a. They, it's they been get fun. really fun when they are not yours. Well, that's true. You they said grandkids. You can send them home. That's right. <laughs> I told somebody one time the greatest thing I thought I could ever see was the headlights coming in with them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? After about an hour, you know what I really like better than the headlights? With the, the taillights, seeing them leave. Well, we had, we, we had a couple of hours during the corona. Uh-huh. We swapped with the other grandparents. We were three days on and three days off. And after about two weeks, we were all ready for them, you know, love to death, you know, but. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, sign us off, Kylie. So all right. Go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned next week. We'll get Dr. Price on here, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. Right. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local Extension office.